0: Welcome to the Conscious Business Podcast. I'm your host, Phoebe Lay, and I'm so excited that you're here today. On our podcast, we are going to be talking about the things that inspire you in business to help you create a conscious brand that will not only build credibility and give you more opportunities in your business to thrive, but also help you to create in a deliberate, conscious kind of way. This is a place where meaningful conversations will inspire you to create, pursue, and thrive and shine in business. Hello, everybody, and welcome again to the show. I have an incredible woman who I am very, very excited to have on the show today. Samantha Riley is an authority positioning strategist. She's a best selling author, a speaker, host of the Influence by Design podcast, and she's been on the judging panel for the Stevie Awards Women in Business for the past two years. Samantha has built multiple businesses over the past 28 years and even grew her. Her first seven-figure business from the ground up before she was thirty. Samantha now works with coaches and practitioners to sell and deliver their expertise online, so they can live their life by design. Samantha, how are you today? I'm doing so well, Phoebe. Thanks so much for having me on the show today. It's so great to have you. I'm really looking forward to this conversation that we are going to have. And I guess I, I just wanted to start off by asking, you, how has your 2021 been? We are wrapping up the year.
1: How has this whirlwind of a year been for you? Who knew that 2021 was going to be so much harder than 2020, right? I think that, uh, I I know we were talking just before we hit record, I was saying I am really looking forward to a break this year. I'm definitely noticing it from the people in my world. It's been for those of us, especially especially the people in Melbourne and the people in Sydney that have had extended lockdowns, it's really, you know, paid a toll. It's been a tricky year, but we've all made it through. We've proven that we're all resilient and strong and all the things, and it'll be great to have a break and head into 2022. Absolutely. I think it's definitely been a hard year,
0: and there's been so much change and things that have been unsettling for some people. I've noticed a lot of people are, like, moving into state as well and, mm-hmm. you know, or, or changing the way they do business. What's one of the major differences that you've seen, or, you know, in the past year? Like what's one big change or shift that you've noticed?
1: Oh, it's such a big question. I definitely can see that the coaching and consulting industry like it is a very strong industry, but I've definitely seen that really lift and rise this year. And I think that we're going to see this happen even, it's going to grow even more next year. As we go into 2022, I think that the prediction is that around... Uh, March to May next year is going to be the, the great resignation that we've seen happening is going to like really hit its peak. And I think that there's a lot of people that over the past couple of years have really had the time to reflect and say, you know, is this really what I want to be doing? COVID has been this point that has given us the time to breathe and really, you know, re-ascertain or re-really look at our life and say, is this what we want to be doing? So, I think that we're going to see more people online. We're going to see more people going into business, which I think is fantastic because, uh, you know, obviously I've been doing it my whole life and it's something that I think that gives people, you know, a lot more purpose. There's definitely people that need to be in jobs, but there's people that probably have been too scared to go into business for themselves that are just going, you know what? I'm just going to give it a go. So, I can definitely see that growing from next year.
0: And has that impacted the way you work with your clients? Tell us a little bit about that. What do you specifically do? To- to help men or women or both thrive in business.
1: So let me give you a little bit of a backstory around how I got here because it might people might sort of see themselves in this situation. So I went into business when I was 20 and I had that business for 20 years. I hadn't noticed that that was the same number before. So I I, uh, had a dance studio and we had some retail stores that were also in the dance industry. That's kind of all I knew, That's all I'd done And when I say, all, they were quite successful businesses, but I didn't have a university degree. I didn't have any formal qualifications besides my dance certificate and I'd walked away from dancing. And I kind of got to this point where I went, wow, I know a lot of stuff. I've, you know, run teams, I've built multi-million dollar business, I've done all this stuff, but I didn't have a piece of paper that said, this is what you're good at. Or, you know, I couldn't go get a job and not that I wanted to get a job, but I didn't quite know what to do with my knowledge. So at that time, there was a lot of, I guess, reflection about what I wanted to do with my life. There was a lot of learning of how am I going to build this business based on my expertise. So it took me quite a while to get all of this knowledge out of my head, to create the frameworks, to pull the IP out and to turn it into a a coaching business. And what I realized as I was going through this was I wasn't the only person in this position, that there are many, many, many people that have been in business or in corporate for a long time, and they also have a huge amount of knowledge but don't know how to really you know, put their IP together, how to use that to create a business. So that's essentially what I do now. But why I shared that story is because I find that so many people that have been in business or corporate for such a long time they don't have the confidence to get out there and put it together because there's an effect called the dunning-kruger effect which is essentially that when you know a little bit about a subject that you feel like you know a lot and the more you learn about a subject the more you realize that there is to know so there's this there's this big dip as you learn a lot thinking oh wow like i don't really know much at all and they're the people that i work with because when someone says to me i don't really know much i usually realize that that they know a lot because they realise that there's so much more to learn. But helping them to put that together and to turn that into a business is is what I help them do. Yeah, that's amazing, Samantha. And I, I think that's so true because I
0: sometimes I look back at all the things I was doing in my first year of business and I go, "Wow, you know, I was. I think I was more confident in my first year of business than in my second year of business. And mm-hmm. there really was that dip where. In my second year, that was when the imposter syndrome came through, and I was going, "Oh, you know, do I have the experience or the authority or the credibility?" and and you almost have to get past that point before you start to really elevate and um, build that momentum. Yeah, I, I love that. There's a there's a model for that as well. I think it's the first time I've heard it, even though the concept makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think most of us are in that boat where whenever we started something or had our first job or definitely I had the same experience as you in my first year of business and probably because we were both young as well, it's like, oh, this is easy. And then as you learn more, and as you see more people around you, like, oh, wow, okay, I don't really know, know that much. So yeah, and I think new challenges come up as you go through
0: business and life. And as you want to take things to the next level, there's always a new, you know, staffing issue or a systems issue or something that you've got to overcome. And you learn so much about yourself as well in business, which is great. And it's something that almost it's like having a life coach but you're running a business because you're always looking at yourself in the mirror and you're always seeing where areas where you're either thriving or you need to improve it. I love the
1: way you said that it's like having a life coach because that is exactly what it's like when you're in business anything that you struggle with or you're challenged with always seems to like hit you in the face you know if you've got money issues you're going to learn about them very quickly if you've got you know if you're not such a great leader you will learn really quickly you know you really get thrown in the deep end and anything that that you're not really that sure of really gets slammed in your face so I love the way you said that that's so good it's so true isn't it and I, and
0: I think For me, anyway, one of the secrets I believe to success is always surrounding yourself with leaders and mentors and people that can really help you grow and help you overcome challenges that they've already overcome before. I definitely think that it's going to be a year where there's going to be a lot more growth next year and a lot more people are going to go into business or or definitely improve in the areas that
1: they saw weren't working in their businesses in the last two years. Totally, totally. We're going to see a lot of people entering the small business that haven't been in business before. And it was actually one of Pinterest's top 10 predictions. I don't know if you've seen this, but Pinterest puts out top 10 predictions for the next year. And one of the ones that they've put out, they're calling it, don't give up your yay job. And what they're talking about is that, that the thing you do on the side, the thing that you do because you love it you know whether it's candle making or music or fashion or whatever it is they're saying don't give that up to put everything into into your job keep that on the side and build that into your business because moving forward that will probably turn into something you know bigger than you thought. I really love that the way they talked about that because there are, and even as business owners, you never know what's gonna grow on the side. There's people that have put, you know, created something on the side, you know, as entrepreneurs, we always have these ideas, you know, built things on the side and it's turned into the main gig. So I think it's always, you know, relevant to keep your eyes open because you never know where the next gap's gonna be or, or what will turn into something.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I definitely agree. Now, Samantha, I know that you aren't just doing the coaching side of things, but you also help people make more money, be more abundant, which I guess in a way is coaching as well. What are you currently working on with your clients in order to help them succeed and be more abundant and also attract more into their lives?
1: I think that it's really important to remember that we've got two parts of the business. There's the strategy and the tactics, and then there's the mindset or the beliefs or the things that you can't see. It's, you know, it's the outer work and it's the inner work. And... I believe that they work together and I believe that we come up against these things at different times. We might do a heap of inner work and get to a place where we're really confident, but then we don't have the systems or the frameworks to be able to take our business to the next level. Or we could be just go through um, a period in our business where things are going really well and then we hit that next ceiling of our income or whatever it is and we need to do the inner work. So I believe that we need to be working on both of them all the time. And one of the things that i've really dived into in the past two years and have been working with my clients with is human design and human design is essentially it's your energetic blueprint your unique energetic blueprint and really starting to understand your purpose why you're here Um, how you best make decisions, how you show up in the world, why you do certain things and helping clients to understand their human design and then apply that to the strategies and the tactics to grow your business. I'm noticing is really helping our clients to accelerate their results and get through those dips or those challenges or the points of friction faster than just having to try and wade through them on your own.
0: Yeah, that's so
1: interesting.
0: And I love that you do that because, you know, I think a lot of the time we all have blind spots and we need mm-hmm. someone that's going to help us see our blind spots. And it's it's so easy to just continue doing things your way, same way, the way it's always worked before. But then when you're getting the same results and you're not feeling fulfilled or you don't feel like there's that change that's really taking you to that next step, often we just end up being stuck and we can get, get these mm. stuck for a very long time. So it's really great that you do that. Samantha, what would you say is your genius zone? It seems you wear multiple hats and you do a lot of awesome things. Like what makes you
1: thrive? so i think genius zone is and i talk about this a lot and i'd always thought about it as being this logical thing but i think really our zone of genius is is actually our purpose it's why we're here to do what we do so logically my genius zone is to really help people understand how they can use their ip and use it to create a business so i don't believe in cookie cutter systems i think we're all unique beings i very much help my clients to create hybrid models that suit them, the way they want to live, the way they want to work. Because when we work in a way that suits us, we're less likely to self-sabotage. You know, if I had to do one-on-one coaching calls, you know, multiple of them every day, like I would absolutely just not wanna get out of bed because that would be so draining for me. I love coaching, but it's not something that I've got the energy to do all the time. So my zone of genius is, is almost like being an X-ray and being able to see into where people are in their business, how they can create their business so it's unique to them and how to package that all up. That's my zone of genius.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And I think everyone needs to have someone that can help them with that because some people might be really good at their craft, but they may not necessarily be good at selling it or marketing themselves. What do you think is the one thing that holds people back from standing out and being confident or that keeps them
1: hiding? So one of the things, and it's kind of like going a little bit backwards here to go forwards, um, and I just thought of it as you were saying that then, is that it's really important to remember when someone's really good at their craft, that's their expertise, and to understand that their expertise or whatever it is that they're delivering is different to having the knowledge of how to grow a business. So you might be an amazing physiotherapist, but that doesn't mean that you necessarily have the skills to build your physiotherapy practice. To understand that if you're really good at what you do, to get someone to help you to build the business is probably what you wanna be doing. So what I see is that people lose confidence thinking I'm no good at my skills, but it's actually that they just don't understand some certain parts of their business, their sales or their marketing or the things that you were just talking about. So I think it's really important to realize that your expertise and your business are two different things. That's the first thing because when you lose your confidence because things aren't working, it will bleed over and you will start to think or believe that it's actually your expertise that you're no good at. So understanding those two things things is really, really important
0: how do you keep up and keep your skills relevant? Like what gets you to upskill or how do you continuously
1: grow and evolve? I'm a nerd. I, ever since I was at school, I love to read. So I have multiple books in multiple places of the house at all times. I read so much every week. I actually enjoy researching. I'm always looking at new marketing strategies or I listen to podcasts every day. The other thing I always have had or, and have had, since probably around the late nineties is a coach. And even though I said a coach, I usually have multiple coaches at different times that are helping me with different parts of my life, whether it's like with my health or with my finances or, you know, with investing, or I've, all, I've had a business coach always since the late nineties because, and you said it earlier, we don't necessarily see the gaps in our own business. So it's really important to have people looking from the outside to say, oh, it's all there except for just this one little piece. And you're like, how did I miss that? Because we get so in the weeds of our own business and what we're doing that we can miss things very easily. So I've always, always had a coach that has helped me to really make sure that i'm being or playing at the highest level that i can possibly play at
0: that's awesome i love that you practice what you preach and you know hearing that you've had a coach consistently for that long that makes a lot of sense and you know it like no wonder you've had such success and so early on in your business journey as well who is someone that you are currently either listening to, uh, you know, listening to their podcasts or watching their YouTube videos or reading their books?
1: Who's someone that's inspiring you at this very moment? Oh, my goodness. So many people. So I listen to, like I said, I listen to multiple podcasts. I love Jim Quick's podcast. I can't even think of the name of his podcast. It's, it's brain. Around- quick brain of course i love his podcast i listen to uh hustle and flowchart with uh matt and joe they've actually just done a really a really cool flip from talking about business and they're talking more about nfts and cryptocurrency now and i think that that's certainly the way that the world's going and it's something that i do not understand very much at all so i've been like really you know immersing myself in that and trying to figure it out Oh, some of the books that I've just recently read. One of Mike Kim's books he just put out. I can't again, can't remember the name of it, but it's sort of all around branding and building your personal brand. And that's something that I believe that everyone should be doing. Yeah, because we connect with people. We don't connect with businesses. You know, we don't connect with the logo that's on someone's door. There is less trust in the marketplace than there has been ever before so we need to really make sure that we're building our personal brand and and positioning ourselves in a way that people understand what we do even you know if you're in a job I think that you should be building a personal brand yeah that's kind of the things that I'm studying and learning about right now
0: Wow. I love that you went straight into, you know, talking about Jim Quick, NFTs and things like that, because I, I that was not what I was expecting at all. And, oh, really? <laughs> um, yeah. And it's so it's so refreshing to hear something different, you know, and and that it's not just the typical like, you know, you're Tony Robbins. There's just so many different podcasts and resources out there. And and I'm actually, my partner and I are actually getting into NFTs at the moment as well. So
1: that might be a podcast I've got to check out and tune into along with my list. Yeah, well, I think it's really important to realize that our business is just such a small part of our life that we've got to think of our our life as being holistic. And if we don't have, you know, if our if there's something wrong with our relationships or they're not feeling that great or if our... If we're not in a great financial position or if our mindset's not right or whatever it is, it affects our business. So we can't separate our business out as being this, this separate thing because it's not. It's, it all works together. So, you know, I'll listen to podcasts around human design, around manifestation, around, you know, around crypto. And I will just listen to all of these different things because it all comes back to help me being a better business owner, to being able to show up and to create a business that's going to sustain me for the long run. It all works together. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Samantha, tell us
0: a little bit about your daily routine. What are some of the things that you do to keep yourself
1: at peak performance and be energized for the day? So I'm not someone that has a, a morning routine. I used to. I, um, I used to have, I think it's the miracle morning. I was in that for a bit and I was like, yeah, this is great. Until I realized actually I didn't love to get up and do all of that in the morning because what I've discovered is that my morning is the most productive I am. So if I wake up at 5.30, 6 o'clock, I'll just grab a coffee and start working which goes against what everyone tells you to do right but I've trialed this and figured out what works best for me and I would rather do that and get into it and I'll you know knock out some work at 6am and it will take me a tenth of the time than it would if it was in the afternoon so generally I will get up have coffee which is decaf because my body does not do well with caffeine which is kind of a little bit weird in itself as well but you know I'll grab a coffee and I'll just jump into my day. Um, around 10 o'clock. So, twice a week, I meet with a trainer for an hour. I would never ever miss those sessions. I haven't missed a session in like two years. So, always have those. I will train or walk a few times every day. But I don't do it in the morning like most people do. I generally do it in the afternoon or in the later morning when I've started to slow down. So, I want to make sure that I'm tapping into. My, uh, you know, the time that I work the best, I make sure that I keep that aside. And then, you know, um, I will do things like journaling or reading, or sometimes I'll just chill out and watch Netflix in the afternoon, but definitely lots of work in the morning and more, um, you know, more of the, the slower kind of work or me time in the afternoon.
0: Yeah, I love that. I actually have heard that if you find yourself awake at that time, like 5am, for example, and you just get up and go rather than either forcing yourself to do your morning ritual or, or forcing yourself to go back to sleep, which some people do, then you actually are tapping into, it's kind of, this is going to sound a little bit woo-woo, but you're kind of like tapping into universal it's almost like this energy that all this boost that you get. And it's actually a great thing that, you know, to do that. So that someone else
1: has told me that before. Never have thought about that before, but now you say it, it makes sense, right? Because we dream at night where, you know, our brain is sort of compartmentalizing all of the things that have happened. So you're kind of super fresh and you're all there and, and working through that. So that would make sense to why that works. But I think, you know, more than anything, you need to pay attention to the cues in your body and the cues that um that work for you and and not just automatically think that the way it works for someone else works for you because i've read so many articles that actually say the opposite don't start working in the morning don't look at your phone don't look at your screen because and i'm just like okay that works for you but it doesn't work for me
0: yeah it sounds like we're very similar because there are certain social media things that i do first thing in the morning as well before i do you know any like meditation or exercise and things like that. And I remember for a while I was like, oh, this is such a bad habit and I was feeling guilty about it. But then I was like, but it's actually a lot quicker for me to do it first thing in the morning than to try and then do it at 10 because by then that time has passed as well. I definitely think everyone's routine or rituals are different and there doesn't necessarily have to be a certain way. So that Miracle Morning book, I actually have read it as well and tried it for a little bit, but it just never worked for me. I just found that Mm. there were just way too many things to pack into the morning, which I I, I would rather
1: spread out in the day yeah because they've got like seven different things to do and i was doing them and you know i was getting to this point you know an hour two hours later going i've just wasted the best two hours of my day or it felt like i was wasting them where in actual fact i do those things normally but by wasting those best hours i just yeah i was actually going into my work day feeling stressed rather than relaxed and refreshed
0: yeah i definitely think it's different for everyone i mean. I believe that if I was living in Bali and I had this like freedom lifestyle business where I was, you know, I had all this spare time on my hands, that would be fine. But I think that given given everyone's roles and genius zones and what they do are different. I, I think it's one of those books that applies for some, but not necessarily for others. Well,
1: actually, it's interesting you say that about the freedom business, because this is how I actually discovered that I was better in the morning. So prior to COVID, when we were able to hit the road and travel all the time, my husband and I traveled a lot. And what would happen was I would get up at four. So I'd actually get up a little bit earlier. Now I get up sort of five, between five and six. But what I used to do if we were on the road was I would get up at four and I would work. And I would just like really like just dive in, like keep the lights off because he would still sleep. We would work, work, work. He'd get up, he'd make me breakfast. Um, We'd have breakfast. I'd keep working till about 10. Then I was done for the day. Well, from 10 o'clock for the rest of the day, we could go do whatever we wanted. So I was still getting that huge amount of work done in the morning. So for me, that was our freedom business where I could just get it done. And then we had the rest of the day to do whatever we wanted.
0: Oh, that's so exciting. And I think what you've just shared there, I think there's a lot of people that are going to be inspired to do more early in the morning with that much free time for the you know rest of the day I think people will live a lot more fulfilled lives if they Mm. did more of that rather than Mm -hmm. trying to force yourself to, I keep using the word force because I I really do think it's like an upward slope as opposed to this like flowing state, but it's like making yourself work nine till five thinking Mm. that that's right because that's what we used to do when we worked our nine to fives, or that's what the majority of the population do, for example. I I don't know if that's the case anymore, but, you know, I I really think that we can create whatever life we want, something that works around us and not something Mm -hmm. that we have to kind of fit into a certain mold. So that's very exciting.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. That's what essentially we go into business so that we have the freedom to do what we want, the freedom to earn more money, you know, freedom is the word that comes up. Yet what happens is that most people go into business and end up working more hours. You know, we've all seen that meme yeah. of, you know, um, I, I left my job so I could work 80 hours a week or whatever that, me- that meme is. And that's what happens. So we really need to get back to why did we go into business and what was it that we really wanted and intentionally and consciously create that because it is possible. We can just get rid of all that dogma, all those stories, all those beliefs and create what it is that we truly, truly desire. And what will happen then is, like you said, we'll be more fulfilled but also things like there'll be less self-sabotage. It's amazing how many people self-sabotage without even realising it because they're doing work that's not exciting them that they feel is a drag you know I see a lot where people will um, self-sabotage the growth of their business because the way that they've created it it means that they're going to be taking on more work if they grow and without even realizing they hold themselves back because they know oh i don't want to be doing more instead of stopping and saying how can i create this so i can increase my income without working more what do i need to do to change it so you know if there's anything that people get from this episode it's start to ask yourself more resourceful questions what is it that you really want because when you tap into that, you can find the answers. They might not be there right at the beginning, but you can find the answers and start to create your business in a way that does excite you, that does feel aligned, that does, you know, help you to achieve all the goals that you're setting out to achieve. Yeah, definitely, definitely.
0: The more resourceful the questions are that you ask, the more resourceful your answers are going to be. And if you don't ask the right questions, you're never going to get those answers that, you know, empower and uplift you. So I love that. I think that is a great tip Samantha, I, I also am curious to know, are you going to be taking a break over, you know, the Christmas holidays or what is that going to look like for you? This is such
1: a cool question. So for me and the way this, this is going to sound woo-woo, the way my body works is I'm super creative when when it's the hot months and I generally take winter off. So up until, um, you know, obviously the last couple of years, I always spent winter overseas So our winter in Australia, I always went overseas because so that I was always, always hot and used to take that time off. Obviously, the last couple of years haven't done that. So whilst I normally work over Christmas, I have this feeling in my bones that I'm kind of hanging out for a little bit of time off this year. So I think it's probably going to be a lot quieter than it normally is. We don't go away over Christmas because my husband and I both have children that are adults now. We would prefer to take our time away or go away when, children are at school because You know, we've been there, we've done that. We don't, I don't need to go away and and be surrounded by children too much. Not that I, that sounds awful, doesn't it? It Sounds like I hate kids. I don't, I love kids, but, um, it's a busy time. It is a busy time. Yeah. I was digging myself a hole then. So yeah, I'll probably take some time out, but it generally, Christmas for me or over that Christmas New Year period while it's a little bit quieter is generally the time that I go back and have a look at my funnels, just double check they all work, um, you know, what links are broken? Do I need to rewrite some email automations? You know, usually I'm a little bit more creative because I've got some more time off. You know, I'll usually do some writing that kind of stuff. So, I've already started doing that. Sort of the start of December, I started to feel like that was what I needed to do. So, I've already been doing some of that. So, I'll probably take a little bit of time off, but it's not like I don't walk away from my business and just take 10 days out. Not because I I feel like I have to, but just because I actually really enjoy my business. It's not something that I need to walk away from. So, rather than having some time straight out, it's more I guess, doing it when I feel like it rather than, okay, I've got a call now. So that that's what Christmas, that Christmas period looks like for me.
0: That's great. And I think if you're spending that time doing other parts in your business that you wouldn't normally do, you'd probably look at it with fresher eyes as well. And mm. without the pressure of like having to fit that in in between meetings and Zoom calls. So I'm guessing you'll be diving into some great books as well over that time. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Well, you'll have to share with us what you end up reading. I'm sure I'm sure you'll be posting about it on LinkedIn or something like that, I hope. I'm definitely really excited to speak to you more, Samantha, because I, I think that you've got this energy and this like powerhouse energy where it's almost like just talking to you, I feel inspired and like I want to know, get up at five in the morning and grab a coffee, maybe not decaf, but get get straight into my creative zone. So I think that's really exciting. And it's so good having you on the show. I feel like we've just scratched the surface. So I'm definitely going to have to have you back again. But I wanted to dive into some rapid fire questions so that my audience can get to know you and the Samantha Riley behind the business a little bit more. Would that be okay? Let's do it. Awesome. Okay. So the first question is what is it that you cannot live a single day without whether it's a physical thing
1: or not oh what is it that i can't live without movement my background is dance i did have a dance studio for 20 years i went out of that interpersonal training so i need to move every day otherwise my body starts to hurt i love that i think movement is so important
0: If there was someone or something that you can say is the person that inspired you to do what you do today, who would it be or what
1: would it be? So, I'm going to give you two answers here. So, the person that very first inspired me to go into business was the owner of the first job that I had. So, when I was still at high school, I worked at a McDonald's store, which is where I learned about systems. I'm so lucky that at 16, I already understood what systems were and the importance of them in business. And the owner of our store owned four stores in our area and I just thought he was the coolest guy actually cool probably isn't the word he wasn't really cool but he was a really nice guy a lot of people used to say oh you know he's awful or you know he earns so much money and they would say these things about him like Are you kidding me? This guy is so inspiring. He's got four stores and he used to come into our store and I used to, you know, skip in after school and, you know, sit down on his desk and say, hey, Chris, can you teach me about this? And he took me under his wing and he did teach me a lot of things. And he was the one that when I said, I've got this idea for a business, he was the one that helped me uh, to create that. So Chris was definitely my very first inspiration to go into business. And now in uh, like for where I am now, it's my husband. He has my back more than anyone else in the world. And most of the time has my back more than even I have my own back. And I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing in the way that I'm doing it without him constantly supporting me and really, you know, just being my cheerleader. So they're the two people that I can definitely say you know, this is why I am here doing what I'm doing. Amazing. And Leon is such a great person and I'm I'm so
0: glad he introduced us as well. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. And where do you see yourself
1: in five years time? Oh, five years time. This one I find a little bit tricky just because the last two years have, we've changed so much. Our business model has changed so much in the last two years, or at least since March, 2020, we did a bit of a pivot in July, 2020 and board on a lot more team. I'd always thought after having my traditional businesses that I wanted a very lean team. Since I've actually changed and decided that I can create more change in the world or I can impact more people's lives, the bigger our team is. So in five years time, I guess, I want to grow my team probably. I would love to have probably 10 times the size team that we have now, because I've seen how amazing it is to be able to make sure that, you know, there's other people that have got, you know, putting food on the table and able to, you know, take their children on holidays and and all of that. So definitely big growth so that we can grow our team. Absolutely. And I I love that you see that growing
0: your team is helping others live their lives as well. That's how I see my team. And I think every single person has a part to play in the business and you can definitely feel it when there's one person that's not around or that's away and team makes everything run. They, Teamwork makes the dream work.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Teamwork makes the dream work.
0: That's the quote. That's it. And last question, Samantha, if you could leave the world with one message, what would
1: it be? The one message that I want to leave people with, or and I believe I'm already doing this and I'm so grateful to you for inviting me on the show so that I can share this, you have the ability to live the life however you want to live it. You don't need to live it in a way that your teachers told you that you should or the way that your boss teaches you that you should or the way that you're taught in university that this is the way that business models work or the way that you know you think you should be as a parent because that's the way you saw other parents. You can create your life to be whatever you want it to be and that if you're not sure of it, find the people that are living your life the way you want to live it. Go and surround yourself with those people. Find out how to do it because it is possible. And here's the thing. When everyone is living in a way that they want to live, this world will change because when we're all happy and we're all filled with love, the ripple effects of that will literally change the world. There'll be less hate, there'll be less stress, there'll be less illness, all of those things. Go into 2020. What do you want it to look like and start to create that? Amazing. What a message to leave our listeners with. Samantha, thank
0: you so much. It has been so awesome having you on the show. And I feel like we've dived into so many different compartments. You've given us golden nuggets to a wide range of different topics. It's so delightful to chat with you and meet you finally as well, even though we've been connected on LinkedIn for quite some time now. And for anyone that
1: wants to connect with you, Samantha, what would be the best way for them to reach out to you? So you can either catch my podcast, Influenced by Design, where we share these stories every week, or head over to my website, samanthariley.global, and you'll find all of my social media handles on there so that you can connect with me anywhere. But yeah, reach out and say hi. I'm a real person and I really answer my questions all by myself (laughs) that is awesome i'm glad to hear it's not a bot samantha (laughs) thank you again
0: it is such a pleasure to chat have an awesome break and have an awesome christmas holiday and new year and i'm looking forward to chatting with you more in you know the upcoming months and hearing more of your journey, your story and what you have to share with us and
1: also tuning into your podcast as well a lot more. Thanks so much, Phoebe. It's been absolutely fantastic to be here with you and uh, Merry Christmas and have a wonderful 2022.